I'm sure Brad Evans is probably excited for it, too. Live on the line joins us every week at this time as we get up with doubleheader once again. So we've obviously got a game that started here. So let's start with this first game, Brad. What are you on tonight? What are you looking for in the, the early game here with the uh, the Bucks and Eagles? Yeah, I got uh, way too much action per usual <laughs> on each of these contests, gentlemen. Uh, I tell you what, in this game, uh, I think it's going to be Baker Baker, the touchdown maker uh, in this contest. I grabbed him the over one and a half passing TDs at plus 160 earlier today. I, you know, the Eagles have really underwhelmed uh, defensively, especially in the secondary of the young year. Uh, they've given up 340.0 pass yards for game to opposing quarterbacks and seven combined touchdowns, and that was against Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins. Cousins has been lighting up everybody because uh, he has to to try to remain competitive as rancid and putrid as that Vikings defense currently is. But uh, ultimately, I think uh, Mayfield's going to show up. I think Chris Godwin is going to show out. Already got a catch on the board. I took up the over five and a half receptions. Got that at plus money. Hells to the yes <laughs> at Ben GM. So hopefully, he's going to continue to rack some of the catches uh, in this contest. And I got a few parlays. Uh, available as well. And DeAndre Swift on the Philly side of things, is he going to be the main man? Is he going to be the male carrier for this team with Kenneth Gainwell back? That is the $64,000 question, but a guy that's way out there uh, in terms of the uh, yards of contact per attempt data. Uh, the guy's got a lot of shimmy, and Jake, he's forced him, has tackled nearly 30% of his touches this season. So hopefully the Eagles will feed him appropriately. I think at a minimum, he's going to get 11 to 12 carries in this one and work uh, outside of the box area, kind of coming off the edge, trying to work away from Vita Vea. So DeAndre Swift had grabbed on the over 32 and a half, and I think that line closed at Bet MGM at 40.5 rush yards. So some nice closing line value for yours truly. Let's talk about this Joe Burrow injury. From what I can tell, if they weren't 0-2, he's not playing yeah. this week. It's do or die for the yep. Bengals season. You go 0-3, you basically don't make the playoffs. So how effective do you think he's going to be? Because they do not win. I mean, they do not lose in the whites normally. No, they normally don't. Uh, it's going to be a rowdy. It's going to be a raucous crowd uh, to support him as well. I, I tell you what, uh, Trista, you know, soft tissue issues remain undefeated. And I'm worried that that calf injury is going to be handlesome. It's going to flare up at some point during the game. He's going to be extraordinarily pocket-tied, as we all know. But when you have continuity, uh, when you have the rapport and the chemistry with the likes of Jamar Chase, uh, with T. Higgins, with Tyler Boyd, uh, he could just, you know, sit back and sit comfortably and hopefully just deal the entire game as long as he is adequately protected. I think the bigger issue right now for Cincinnati is defensively. I mean, they've been a laughing stock. They're, I mean, they're not Bears or Broncos material. Not quite there yet. Uh, but in terms of EPA defense, number 22 in the NFL entering week in numero tres. So that, to me, is a bigger downside for Cincinnati. Can they stop Matthew Stafford? And can they stop the emerged greatness that is Puka Nakua, who is out there just doing all kinds of nasty and naughty things on the field, <laughs> breaking records uh, in, in the mix as well. So uh, should be a highly entertaining game. I'm with you guys. I'm very much looking forward, more so that second kickoff yeah. than what already is underway in this Eagles and Bucks matchup. Yeah, Brad, I'm glad that you brought up the Bengals in that defense because the secondary just has not looked good these first couple of weeks. You know, they're missing Von Bell and Jesse Bates, who they lose this offseason. So what are you doing as far as uh, player props with the Rams side? Because Van Jefferson's kind of been on a milk carton, but you have 2-2 in Puka. Yep. You know, looking at the receiving yards, 2-2, 54 and a half. 
Puka, 70 and a half. You got the receptions, though, too. What player props are you looking at uh, as far as the Rams tonight for the Rams? Yeah, I mean, I grabbed Puka Nakua earlier this week when the line opened at 64 and a half receiving yards. Uh, last I saw was at 69 and a half. Nice. And I would still take the over <laughs> on that all diggity day long. Uh, I really love Tutu Atwell on the over for longest catch, and that is sitting at 20.5 yards at a standard minus 115 juice. I mean, look at Atwell. He's already done this at once, but twice. Uh, both times came in the matchup against the Seahawks. Number 10 in total air yards has already four deep ball targets on the season. Very handsome. 13.4 dot, and most importantly, got to see a lot of Cameron Taylor Britt in action. And I know uh, Taylor Britt's only got up a 50 flat catch rate to his assignments, but he's also surrendered 18.2 yards per catch. Uh, so the slip of Tutu Atwell uh, could really exploit uh, this weakened secondary of uh, the uh, the opposition. So I think ultimately, um, you know, against the Bengals, Tutu Atwell could be a standout guy. And all I need him really is to just have an explosive pass play. And I'm already counting some $100 bills of my winnings there at the end. Brad, we might have been witness to the greatest ass whooping in the history of the NFL. I know it's not the most points ever, but the seventy to twenty win like from the Dolphins. I mean, it was a man. <laughs> I mean, looking at over seven hundred total yards of offense from the Dolphins. Look, we know they're not going to do that every single week. It's clear things are way worse than we realized in Denver. But is this at the point now where you don't just look at like a team total for the Dolphins and we start going? Maybe we start taking alternate team totals and just start finding other ways to even jack up the numbers even more and get some value from this team. Because this offense looks not just like great, not just historic, but it feels like it's at a level of like legend that we maybe have never seen before if this continues in Miami. Yeah, I mean, you look at Tyreek Hill, for example. Uh, I mean, that guy is on pace for just some gaudy numbers. Uh, a guy that's on pace for over 2,000 receiving yards. He's not going to get there. Well, maybe he will. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, they lit up the scoreboard against the My Little Ponies of the Mile High City uh, without Jalen Waddle. I mean, that's the thing that I just yeah. keep coming away from this is that Waddle wasn't on the field. He's a guy that's, uh, you know, a 90 to 100 catch uh, beast every single season, and they still were moving the chains. They were unstoppable. They were a tour day four. So I'm kind of with you, and I'll be honest with you. What I have been doing often uh, with the Miami games is doing a lot of SGPs. I'll do it again against the Buffalo Bills uh, this upcoming week, uh, whether taking, um, you know, a suppressed or alt line total mm -hmm. down on receiving yards for Tiger Hill take the over, take Tyreek Hill on an anytime touchdown, then, you know, work in maybe a Reem Moster prop, whether in the receiving or the rushing or it's game. Uh, maybe it's uh, Devin uh, A-Chan, I guess how we're pronouncing it now. Yeah. Uh, that's another player that uh, I think is going to, you know, continue to eat more and more meat off the bone. Maybe we can see uh, upwards of 40, 45% of the opportunity in snap share who moving forward. But really in the SGP and the alternate markets that are out there, that's where you can take most advantages with this Miami team. And to be honest with you, because of the high possession nature and, uh, you know, the force that they're playing at, and it's, you know, blunt force trauma, the opposition, they're playing catch-up constantly. So they're having to rev the RPMs offensively to stay on pace. So it's a very advantageous to bet, say, like, uh, for example, this week on a Josh Allen, uh, whether it's uh, passing plus rushing yards or Stephon Diggs. Can you dig it? Hell, yes, I can against Miami. On the over with receiving yards or reception, same with Gabe Davis, maybe a little James Cook as a pass catcher more than a rusher. That's where he can really size up 
and get it at plus money on multi-legs of an SGP and overly hit it out of the park. Yeah, I love alternate line SGPs. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the way to go, especially with potent yep. offenses. Uh, Devin uh, Devon Achan, more like Four Chan, with his uh, four touchdowns. The Al Bundy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that's his poker high. <laughs> I know. What's your thoughts on how the Arizona Cardinals have looked? Because I think a lot of people yeah. preseason were like, this team's gonna win maybe two games, and they're covering machine. Uh, first first half, they're they're plus. What'd you say? Three, 30, four, plus thirty four in the first half. Thirty four in first half. Mind blowing. They're fourteen point dogs uh, at the Niners. Scary matchup against the Niners. But like, what do you do to attack the Cardinals when it comes to props? When it comes to totals? When it comes to the spread? Yeah, yeah, they're a team that is certainly surprised, and I'm uh, wiping a little egg uh, out of the retina, guys, because I said uh, the Arizona Cardinals were going to have the worst uh, record in the NFL before we actually threw it up for some meaningful action. I think that honor is going to go to the Chicago Bears. Uh, who honestly would probably finish dead last in Conference USA right now because they're lousy. Uh, But I will say this, uh, getting back to Arizona, yeah, they have definitely uh, shocked me. And Joshua Dobbs, very heady guy, uh, you know, all-world smart. We know that uh, off the field and certainly showing it on the field, a dual-threat quarterback uh, getting it done with the wheels and also with the arm uh, just enough to keep them, you know, in in games or in the case of this last weekend, pulling off a shocker special against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Hollywood Brown, Hollywood, Hollywood has been getting it done. James Conner is a three-back running uh, back force for them. A guy that can beat you on the ground, get some of that tough yards between the pipes, and also catch the ball cleanly out of the backfield and move the chain. So, uh, given the massive spread this week, I know the Niners are white hot. Uh, they're going to be well-rested after the mauling that they issued, uh, as predicted, against the New York Giants. Uh, I can understand why the public is going to be heavy on San Francisco, but winning a game by two touchdowns against an Arizona team that's far better than any of us have counted on them to be, even defensively as well. Yeah, I'll take uh, the Desert Birds and the points there. Though, to be honest uh, with you, Trista, I will probably pull the old card and play that market in it. Oh, Brad, actually, I had a fantasy football question because obviously been listening to your advice for like the last decade plus. So, you know, and this actually goes and correlates with props too because the New York Jets – like you said, tough on the eyeballs, uh, really tough to watch. And unfortunately, I'm stuck with Brees Hall <laughs> yep. and Garrett Wilson. You know, if you're targeting props or you have those guys on your fantasy roster, are you holding on? Are you doing anything with them every single week? Like maybe hoping that they make a deal for a veteran quarterback because Zach Wilson's terrible. That offense, they're barely on the field. It's three and out after three and out. But what do you do if you have a Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson? Because obviously, you know, maybe you're in a, uh, a dynasty league, but having those guys on your roster right now is just a killer. Like Brees Hall yesterday, three points for me. Oh, man, you got to cue a little GNR in the background to listen to <laughs> the whistling of uh, Axl Rose and exercise a little patience. That's what you got to <laughs> do right now uh, with those key assets uh, in fantasy land tied to the New York Jets. I mean, Garrett Wilson right now, you probably get back, uh, you know, in return for like a six-pack of Schlitz. Yeah. Uh, so there's no reason to try to sell him like 75 cents on the dollar or even 50 cents on the dollar 
Brees Hall, I think, is one of the ultimate buy lows in fantasy. We saw the scales tip this week in terms of snap share, the opportunity share to his side over Dalvin Cook, who looks exactly like his last name, Cooked. Uh, and as a result, I think Brees Hall, who right now is top three quarter pro football focus in yards after contact per attempt, better days are ahead. I still think this is above average offensive line. Uh, defensively, we know that they're a very stout unit, uh, though they've had their issues here of late uh, because uh, they're just downright tired being on the field so much. I agree that they could be uh, in the trade market uh, looking at a veteran quarterback they could bring in and really boost things because Zach Wilson honestly should be a major D at the local Outback Steakhouse and not on an NFL field or an NFL uniform. Uh, so pull that all together, uh, knowing that if you uh, play that patience card, Better days will uh, arrive, and I think uh, the value will be replenished for Garrett Wilson and especially Brees Hall uh, probably this time come early November, maybe late October. Talking to Brett Evans, BetMGM tonight. Got about 90 seconds or so here. Um, I, I was I was very high on the Jaguars coming into the season. I'm starting to get concerned that they were frauds. They just lost to a Texans team that was down eight <laughs> starters. Like, are, are, the, are the Jags frauds at this point? Yeah, man, uh, they're playing straight up uh, trash. They're rubbish. Uh, there's a lot of question marks, and uh, I, I think they're warranted. I mean, you look at Trevor Lawrence, whether it's the EPA data, whether it's with the eye test or some of the other advanced analytics or even the surface numbers, he's just not taking that step forward. In fact, he's taking a step back. Uh, I thought he was going to you know, take a quantum leap forward this year in terms of his overall production with Calvin Ridley on the field. You get uh, Christian Kirk back, who had a monster week two, but largely disappeared yesterday. Uh, and not really getting it done uh, with a whole lot of success on the ground either. And defensively, that, that was the biggest concern entering the regular season. And he thought, okay, well, offensively, uh, because they have all the weapons around them, they can galvanize, they can ignite, they can overcome those defensive mishaps. So right now, they're failing and failing miserably. Brad Evans, live on the line. Always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. Muchas gracias. <laughs> it's tequila time. I'm out. <laughs> I was waiting for I hadn't mentioned tequila at all yet. I knew it had to happen at some point there. I saw a funny tweet. Uh -huh. uh, there's a family of Dolphins fans, and their tradition is after every single touchdown, they take shots of tequila. Oh, man, no, I bet they, they were don't. hammered. Yeah. Yes. They're like, we're, we're rethinking this tradition. Yeah, with this offense, you may want to rethink that. Yeah. Or just make sure you got a lot of uh, Pedialyte next to you. Yeah. I love the social media posts. You have, like, the fans that are dressed like Mike McDaniels at the game, and you got the McDaniels up there, and it's like, he's just going up there. Hey, what, do you, what play call do you want? Who do you want in there? Who, what does your fantasy team need? Just in the crowd, because they hung 70 in an NFL game. Good God, they're showing uh, DeAndre Swift's dad right now lifting weights. Yeah. He's a freaking monster. Yeah, he was he's... just benching 350. God. Just, just just like just he's doing push-ups on 45 pound plates That's like that looks on like their side and all in fitness if you catch if you see me at 9 a.m <laughs> that's what i look like out I, there, I believe it all right a last minute look at some props for rams Bengals, and a live look at the numbers right now in the early game next bet mgm tonight